One of the most difficult struggles that I have had in my interpersonal relationships and just dealing with people on a daily basis has been the preoccupation of thinking a lot about what I think other people are thinking about me. And a lot of this has to do, and after doing you know years of work looking at the origins of this and why this tends to be an issue with me, I've determined that because I, at times in my life and a lot of my life I spent creating and maintaining an identity of who I think I am and then essentially I'm comparing that identity that I'm holding on to really tightly with and I'm comparing it against what I think other people are thinking about me and who I think they think that I am. And mindfulness practice has really helped me in a lot of ways because the the deep reflection about these struggles comes through just the work that I do on myself. But without mindfulness practice, it would really be difficult to pay attention to how I am actually reacting and responding in, in, in real time in my encounters and interactions with other people. And that's really where mindfulness practice has helped so much. I can think about so many situations in which I was so carried away with my concern and worry and even in some cases fear about wondering what I thought other people were thinking about me that I really could not even be here with them in the moment. In other words, I could not really be myself at all because my in my head I was somewhere else. I was busy watching their reactions, looking at their body language, hearing what I thought I heard in terms of the way that they talked to me or responded to me. And I really wasn't able to be here with them in any real genuine or authentic way. And then not only that, I would basically finish those encounters and those communications and move through my day on onto another task and doing something else. But I really couldn't completely be here at that moment in those moments either because I was so busy reviewing what I call the tape that's running in my head. In other words, I'm you know, I'm rewinding and replaying the game tape. I'm so busy trying to remember what I thought this person was thinking about me in the past when I was communicating with them in some way or had something to do with them in some way. And every time I would do that, I would, in some cases, come to different conclusions or I would come to a certain conclusion and just continue to reinforce it by replaying this over these encounters over and over again in my mind. And I want to say, too, that this is all very normal and natural. As human beings, our brains are wired to do this. Our nervous systems are wired to do this, too. And, and it's really just a form of our bodies paying attention and our minds processing what it is that they think that they hear and what it is they think that they see. So it, it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with us. It doesn't mean that we, you know, that we necessarily need to completely rewire ourselves. It's actually the opposite of that. What I find is that it's actually, in, at least in my case, I have found that it is not really necessary to 
rewire myself or try to change the way that I am or the way that my brain works. It's really about learning how to cope with what it is that my mind does in response naturally to my interactions with other people because that's, you know, that's the way I'm wired and there's not a whole lot that I can do about that. And I tried for years to just try to brute force change. I tried to really push that on myself. It was, you know, all about a self-improvement program to where I was just really brute forcing, you know, making incredible efforts to not think this way. And the more that I did that, it really did not work. And so really, I didn't necessarily know it at the time, but when I started mindfulness practice, it really helped me because I was able to start just paying attention. And I know in a world where we are very oriented towards taking action, and there again, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. We clearly, there are many times when it's appropriate to take some sort of action. There's no hard and fast rule for when we should take action or when we shouldn't. But what I found is in this particular case, there really are no actions that I can take other than in terms of my the suffering that I'm causing myself. Because obviously what I don't want to do, I don't want to isolate myself away from people. And I, for many years I did that because I did not like the way that it felt when I was around people and constantly thinking that I knew what they were thinking about me. And generally, in my case, and it's a lot of people I've talked to have done the same and contend to do the same if they're not paying attention, is to... You know, those thoughts that we're thinking other people are thinking are, we think that they are not, you know, that they're not positive. We think that somehow they think that something is wrong with us. And I know I've had people say to me before, you know, sometimes when I'm around certain people, I just don't feel good about myself. Why is that? And I, there's no real one real answer for that. But I know that I've asked that question many times myself being around certain people And after really spending some time just paying attention to what my mind is doing when I'm with them, what I have essentially found is that I don't think it really had a lot to do with them at all. There may be a a few small limited situations in which, yes, there may have been some sort of behavior that they were exhibiting or some sort of issue that they had that was causing me to feel a certain way. But there again, it's not up to me to, uh, you know, to call someone out on things like that, that it's not really, you know, my responsibility to do that. All I can really do is do my work on myself. That's the only way I can really do any good for anyone is to continue to do the work on myself. And that's, that's really essentially what it's all about for me. And many people that I know that, that are basically doing the same thing. The only thing I can really do if I am, if I'm realizing that what my mind is engaging in is just a lot of speculative thought. And another thing that I found interesting too is a lot of times when I'm around people and I catch myself in the act of thinking I know what they're thinking about me or who that they think that I am, a lot of times what it ends up being is that it's, yeah, I don't really know for sure what they're thinking, so I'm just drawing upon what I think they most likely are thinking because I have thought those things about myself. 
and, and, and then it ends up becoming something that becomes my reality because I begin to believe it. And once I believe what I'm thinking, I can really convince myself of anything. And that's probably one of the, I didn't necessarily seek to say that it just sort of happened, but I do really, I do really realize that in terms of mindfulness practice, it does illuminate a lot of these situations where what I'm believing about what I'm thinking just continues to perpetuate the suffering that I'm experiencing. It continues to, if I'm believing something that is leading me to have more negative emotions and to not feel good about myself or where I am in life or what those situation, you know, whatever situation that I'm in, it has a lot to do with what I am believing about what I'm thinking. And so if I can just be aware that I'm thinking and let go of the need to believe it, I'm in a much better position. And I know it would be easy to say if I could just force myself to do this. And it's not really about trying not to believe what I'm thinking. It's more about just being aware of the fact that I'm doing it. And if I'm aware that I am really caught up in beliefs that I'm holding about what I, you know, something that I'm thinking and it could be something I'm thinking about others. It could be something that I'm thinking about what I think they're thinking about me or, or how they're judging me in some way. But whatever the, you know, whatever the case may be, it's really just about being aware that my mind is going there and that I'm doing this. And if I can do that, the rest really takes care of itself. It's not about trying to stop this thinking the awareness just leads to me having a different level of consciousness if I'm more conscious of the fact that I'm doing it and then I don't, you know, I no longer need to perpetuate it because I can see that it's not doing me any good whatsoever. I can see the silliness of it. I can see the ridiculousness of it. I can see the humor of my own human predicament. And when I can do that, it's much easier to just let go. And these, these thoughts, if I'm not really believing them, I'm not really giving any energy to them, they will just tend to dissipate on their own. And what I found is when I'm aware that I'm thinking and I'm really caught up in my thinking and beliefs about that, I also know that it really can help if I just pay attention to what's going on right now, if I just basically expand my awareness and not necessarily be paying complete attention to what's going on inside me or what I'm, you know, what, how I'm feeling and just in there again, it's not a form of escapism. It's just a matter of expanding my awareness and really shifting my awareness to what's really going on right now. And by actually coming outside of myself in terms of my attention and paying attention to my surroundings and to see that all really is well in most, almost all cases. I realize sometimes things are not always well, but I think a lot of the time it's a lot more that it is all that all, that all is well, much more than I actually realize when I just stop and pay attention to what's going on around me. And even more of this is probably about paying attention to what's not going on around me because sometimes I'm so caught up in thinking that there are things that are going on that really aren't. And it's not that I'm, it's not that I'm imagining these things. I guess it is to a certain degree, but I think this is more along the lines of what I'm convincing myself is going on. It's, uh, that's really the, the part 
that causes the difficulty for me is that when I, when I am so sure that I know what's going on in a lot of cases, that's not what's going on at all. And I found that when I've been able to pay more attention to this and to be more aware of when I am thinking that I know what other people are thinking about me, it has made it much easier to be around other people because I, you know, even though I am aware of the fact that this has been a long-term, very deeply entrenched habit, I can actually, in spite of that, also trust in my ability to just be with people. And if I can just trust in really that and trust in my willingness and ability to be able to be aware of what my mind is thinking about what I'm feeling. And the only reason I can have any level of confidence with that, the only way I can really have any assurance that that's the way it's going to be for me is that I have practiced it. And I think that really holds true with anything that we practice in life that the more that we practice it, the more we begin to trust ourselves in the moment, the more that we can feel comfortable that in the moment when all, all these things are happening, that we will actually do what it is that we've practiced. And it's very interesting how awareness is really just, you know, having more awareness, being more aware is really just a skill like any other skill. And the more that I have practiced it, and the more that I have worked and done the, you know, the personal human work of looking at the insights that I've been able to gather about myself by paying more attention to how I am in my encounters with other people has really allowed me to really work with the stuff that I'm finding that, you know, the hangups, the, uh, the issues that I have with myself, the beliefs that I've been holding on to, the expectations that I've had for other people or my needs for them to be a certain way. Once I've been able to flesh a lot of those things out and start really unpacking them and working with these things, then I have really been able to get to a place where I can be aware that these are things that have been challenging for me. But at the same time, I, I have two choices. I can be completely overwhelmed by all of the issues that I've had in my interactions with other people and feel like a failure and feel like there's no way that I can interact with people without getting mired in these struggles that I've had. Or I can actually just be aware of what these issues have been that I can actually pay attention to the work that I have done. Maybe I, you know, and I don't think with any of this this work that I've done on myself, I don't think I'm there yet. I don't think any of this is completely done. But I can at least feel good enough about the efforts that I have made and just be aware. And really that, I found that that's really been enough to allow myself to freely be with other people and not worry about beating myself up about, you know, why did I say this or why did I do this or, you know, and and it's very easy to do that, to go back later and start really looking at certain things that I said and feeling stupid about it or feeling, you know, feeling like I was stupid somehow or feeling, you know, like there's something wrong with me. Like, why would I say this or why would I say that? What I'm really finding is that the more that I have become aware that all of this thinking about what I think other people are thinking about me has really led to a decrease in the need 
to review these things after the fact. I can, and, it, and this has been a major, major shift for me in that I can actually just be with other people and not need to think later about what I think. I mean, to be able to have an interaction with someone, to meet someone new, or be around someone that uh, that I've that I've that I know or have met before, and to be able to be free of the need to even worry at all about how I seem to them in the moment when I was with them or reviewing what it is that I said or getting hung up on something that I happened to catch in the conversation and wonder what was wrong with me and only a person who had you know like me who has something wrong with them would actually say something stupid like this and just not need to do it anymore that has really been the most important thing and I and and really and truly I know and I feel this I, and I'm firmly convinced that there's no way I could be with people this way without engaging in mindfulness practice in in sustaining that practice moment to moment and day to day and sure I'm human like everyone else I'm not going I'm not saying that I am mindful every second of every day there are many times when I wake up and catch myself in a moment in some sort of situation where I've been completely mindless because there's no way I'm not you know no humans are perfect including myself but the idea is that the more I practice mindfulness, the more that I'm going to return to that and hopefully do it more quickly, hopefully sooner than later. And, and the idea there is, you know, if I become aware that I'm engaging in some sort of thought pattern or habit of mind, I can spend that time beating myself up about, well, I've practiced this for 20 years. I've practiced being aware of it. What's wrong with me? Why am I still doing it? I can really set all that aside and all those thoughts about myself or what I think other people are thinking about me and just return back to the awareness. And without the need to cause myself all of this unnecessary suffering, without the need to judge myself, and that's really where mindfulness practice has helped. And it seems really simple enough, doesn't it? It's, it's as if, you know, being, being caught up in what I think other people are thinking of me, if I can just get to a place where I realize that I have no idea what other people are thinking of me. And I used to think that if I got to know people better, then maybe I would. And that was the idea that if I got to know someone better, I could really know what they were thinking about me. But I found over the years that it doesn't really matter how well I know someone. I can't really ever be in anyone's head. I can't really know for sure what they're thinking about me. And at some point, the need to know has just become irrelevant. It doesn't really matter. And there again, I'm not using this as an excuse to just allow myself to be however I feel like being. It's not, this is not the, an idea, uh, the idea here is not to become selfish and just to be however I feel like being. What it is, is that it's, 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 it's allowing myself to just be fully human, to let myself be whoever I am and it'd be okay because really, how can I be anybody else? At the, at the end of the day, when I set aside all of my identities that I create for myself and all of my beliefs about who I think I am, all I'm really left with is who I really am, whatever that is. And I, and I don't know necessarily that I'll ever understand it completely, but that's okay because it's the, the thing is, I can be that. Even if I can't, even if I can't really characterize it or explain it or summarize it 
And it's really interesting. The more quiet and the more still that I get, what I find is that all of these identities that I have maintained for myself and then the identities that I have had of who I think other people are, once I get quiet and really just be here in this moment and be more aware, all of those thing, all of those identities start to collapse in on themselves. The entire infrastructure just sort of collapses in on itself. And it makes it much easier to just be myself with other people if I'm not so hung up on needing to maintain this infrastructure of identity for myself and for who other people are. I can really just be who I am. And if I can do that and practice, you know, being aware of when I suddenly mindlessly need to review this interaction later, because all I'm really doing is I'm just looking for something. I'm just, I'm looking to reinforce my belief about who I am, who I was in that moment and who I thought that they thought I was. And I would say that almost a hundred percent of the time, very close to that, whoever I thought that other people thought I was or who I was, was generally something negative. And what I find is that, you know, it, it's really unfair to them and to me. If I, you know, if I think that someone else is thinking negatively about me, I'm probably not going to really open up to them. I'm probably really not going to be vulnerable with them. I'm really not going to be myself with them. So if, at the end of the day, if they're not thinking these things, and I have no way of knowing, and, and at this point, it doesn't really matter anymore, because unless, the, and even if they tell me, I don't know if what they're telling me is really, I mean, I can, you know, I'm playing this out completely, taking it to its furthest extreme. So at some point, it just becomes ridiculous. It just becomes silly to the search for certainty of who I think other people think I am and what they think about me. And I can just be free. I can just actually be myself and be here now with people. And it becomes something that is it's much easier. Personal interactions become so much more meaningful. They become so much more rewarding. There are tremendous growth opportunities being around other people because I'm no longer, the focus isn't about me. I'm not trying to hold anything up. If I don't have the need to hold on to this identity and project it outward, I can just really be here. And it really frees me up to be more mindful. I can just pay attention to my mind and see what it is. If I, and if I start to think about how I'm feeling in any given situation, I can basically let go of the need to believe what it is that I'm thinking and think that that's the truth or the reality of the situation. And then once I do that, then I can just stop and back up and open up a little bit of headspace and just pay attention to what's actually going on. And this is from someone who spent most of their life as a recluse, as someone who, you know, chose to be socially isolated. And it's no wonder that I did that because I made this so much harder than it had to be. It wasn't other people's fault. It was, I mean, and I'm not really hung up on faults, but at the end of the day, this was really something that I chose for myself. And the only thing that could make it different for me, the only way that I could be someone different and give myself a chance to just genuinely be with people and make it where it's not so hard is just to be more mindful. And the only way that I can be more mindful or more aware is to practice doing it. And it's really as simple as that. And what I found is that the most rewarding things in life really have to do, in many cases, with other people. Being of service to others, you know, helping others. 
And the only way I can do that is if I can make it easier on myself and more and more natural to do that. And this is really mindfulness practice has, has helped tremendously.